Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Mm -hmm. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes it feels like God's not even there. But in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Hello, everyone. It's Pastor Dave. And it's Cecilia. Here in room 4216. Best place in the world. Yeah. Over the years, I've conducted lots of Bible studies. And yeah, over a lot of years, I'm sure. <clears throat> <laughs> And uh, the what I've always enjoyed. Now you got me all confused, Aww. flustered, and befuddled. <laughs> oh, uh, what I've liked about Bible studies is the interaction and engagement from people. And here in room forty-two sixteen, it's just not quite the same in that they're not here in the room. But guess what? We have a computer, and. We now have a new component to room 4216. Yay! From the inbox. We've gotten several letters of response that are truly noteworthy. I mean, several people have, have written before to say great job and that's it. And we appreciate that even. Yes, we do. But these were a little bit more... Uh, Thought-provoking? And revealing. Our first letter is from Mary. Mary says, excellent podcast. Thank you for the background information on the book of James. Thanks also for the hilarious dramatization of what the author was not, neither a dictator nor a milksop. I think one of the gifts God has given me is empathy, the ability to listen to someone in distress without judging them or trying to dictate to them what they should do. And this is an act of service. Hmm. I have faith that God will lead them to all truth. And I pray for them while I am listening. Oh, hmm. yes, she does. I think what you said about faith as a component of service is important, Pastor Dave. But if that faith is not combined with love, it can be used to browbeat people, which, in my opinion, can harm them. That's why I said... I listen without judging them. I look forward to hearing more about this study. Well, first, thank you, Mary. We really appreciate it. I, I love how she m observed her service, that she is keenly aware mm -hmm. and identifies it as one who listens, listens with empathy, so her heart's in it, but then she's praying at the same time. Oh, that is just, yes. I love it. I love it. And then she talked about uh, faith uh, needing love. Um, I think Mary snuck ahead mm. and read us some verses. She must have. Because James does talk about faith without works is dead. So we'll pick up more on that one a little bit later. Our second letter is from Laurel. Laurel says, Hi, y'all. Thanks for another thought-provoking Bible study episode. 
about room 4216, I think it is Cecilia's and Pastor Dave's description combined only with a sliding glass door going out onto a very large screened-in porch or patio with plenty of places to eat and fellowship and study. <laughs> I have a minister friend who often writes about heaven. Whenever someone is having a tough time, he writes a story about their entering heaven, about all of the things and people whom they see and all of the things that they do there. I always laugh because whenever I read his writings, heaven sounds like a retirement community for senior <laughs> adults. Whenever I write about heaven, it appears to be more like a national park. I think that in room 4216, there is something for everyone, and in that we find a little glimpse of what heaven might be like. I loved Laurel's letter here for that reason. She mm -hmm. picked up on that. I was wondering if anyone would take the bait. I wanted people to respond to, what is room 4216? Yes. And I think she makes a good point in, in many ways. It is what brings that person some rest and peace, like that pastor or retirement center, uh, probably with a smorgasbord. To some of us, it might be an amusement park full of roller coasters, you know? To me, it might be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone else have other ideas out there? Uh, and, and it can't just be just, you know, this or that, but a place that really brings you peace. And, and I can catch why these other descriptions might bring people peace. Uh, room 4216 especially is a place to come when people are under stress. They're looking for God's help as well as, as so they can find that peace and contentment that only God can bring. So, okay, Laurel built the patio onto the room, which fits mm -hmm. nicely with the valley. We've got the valley in, and we've got the bookcases. So what part she of She must room... not like the, the mosquitoes and the <laughs> spiders and things. We don't Little have mosquitoes and spiders on. at room 4216. Yeah, we do. We do not. In my room, we do. Not not inside Why the... do they scare you? <laughs> I don't like sugar bites. Thank you. I'm sorry. Let's move on. But what part of room 4216 do you want to build? Let's hear. Laurel did some other uh, uh, things also in this letter mm -hmm. that uh, we want to read. And again, this is back to the introduction of James from Lesson 22. If you didn't hear that, do go back and listen. Um, talking about servanthood. Mm-hmm. Laurel says, On the study topic itself, I think that we all have issues with the meaning of service. Too many times, we who have a disability are told how amazing and inspiring we are just because we are seen in church just sitting there. My issue is this. It's that nobody is amazing. Only Christ in us is amazing. Huh. Also, shouldn't we all be equally excited to find one another with and without visible disabilities assembled together in God's house? Hmm. Mm. Why can't we, the church, just let God be the amazing God that he is and appreciate each member as a whole person? I second, Appreciate third, and fourth. Each bat. member. What was the last? Each member. Each member as, as a whole, whole person. Whole person. Someday we'll talk more about that. About 
uh, being whole and complete. My gosh, yes, uh, mm-hmm. it is wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Lord Jean. It, it that is a dream of heaven. Sadly, it probably won't happen on this side of heaven. Once in a while, you get it in in a small community here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love that because it really is true that Christ is the amazing one, not those who have a disability who overcome it. I hadn't thought about it quite in the way she put it. But yeah, I really like the the thought, no, I'm not amazing. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ in me. Yes. Galatians 2.20. of James chapter 1 verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James here is writing to the diaspora Wait, wait, wait. That's a foreign word. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, the Christians who are scattered abroad, they had uh, grown as a church and a body in Jerusalem. Everything was going great. But then the, the Jews applied great pressure. There came persecution. And so Christians had to just run for their very mm-hmm. lives. Many were killed. And many, when they finally landed somewhere, went... What just happened? Why? And I didn't stand up with my brother. And and does God still love me? And and, and is God punishing us uh, for something? And is that why? And so James is writing to point out that trials are not what we usually think of. And that's why he starts by saying it can be joy. Uh, Wait a minute. I don't exactly consider some of the stuff I go through as joy. I mean, and telling me to consider it joy isn't going to make me do it. Mm. I, I, I'm blind. I can't get out much. We've, we've gone through all this in other mm-hmm. shows and I'm not going to start clapping my hands and dancing for joy because of this. It sets up a framework of situations in which you live which I live as a person who's blind, Mm -hmm. the question then is how are we going to respond and react? Because these things are out of our control. And yeah, God is kind of saying, you can put me on the hook on this one. I'm I'm not afraid to be on the hook for why things are the way they are, like blindness or other disabilities. Some he's probably not on the hook for, like when, uh, Someone inflicts an injury purposefully on themselves. But i got to say, God is merciful and many times saves them and brings them to great blessings after that. Hmm. But let me come back to where I'm saying. Um, and so when we have these hardships, it, it is going to be a question, what is it going to do and bring about within us? Some of you may have heard about my charming, gorgeous, beautiful, vivacious, witty, red-headed wife. 
Oh, have, have we heard about who is, what's her name again? Did you know that when she was in junior high, she hated her red hair? Kind of like Anne of Green Gables? I don't know that story. Oh, okay, yeah. Anne hated her red hair. Hated it. Was it because it uh, brought attention to her as an yes. individual and that made it such she could be picked on? Yes. Mm-hmm, that's why. And by the way, my wife loves that book. I never thought about that's the why. <laughs> It was when she got to college that people started saying, your hair is beautiful. Oh, it's, oh, I love your hair. She went, what? I'm beautiful? Because up till then, she hated her red hair because it caused her great affliction. And I mean literally physical affliction. And so it's an outward thing, a item. And so with these Christians, they're being scattered because of their faith. It's an outward item. And then will be the question is, what will it do to you inside? When our faith is tested in this way, it can help it to become stronger, especially because, as he goes on to say, The testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Right. But, Pastor Dave, Mm -hmm. Deb's red hair, forgive me, it doesn't keep her from, oh, doing sports or um, getting up those stairs or... uh, uh, Getting around the way well, she wants actually, to? her hair can. Uh, red hair is very thick, and it's very thick on her neck. She's fainted many times because of it. During the summer, it's very difficult for her because of uh, so much heat is held in her head. She gets overheated many times. So, so does yes. she get headaches? Mm, very much so. Oh. Yeah. So it does have its effects, and it, and there are times she just has to come in because she's overheating. Mm. Even though she's having fun doing gardening and things. Which is true about all of us. Every single one of us have limitations. We just don't want to think so. (laughs) I heard something uh, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you know what uh, some disabled people call those who have no disability? Those who have no disability, no. Mm -hmm. Taps. Uh, What's that? Temporarily able-bodied people temporarily able body and do you know why because we all will eventually be disabled exactly we live in a world of limitations we just don't want to even if the person has no disability now once they get older yes disability will set in and i'm not saying take joy in that ha ha you'll be like i am but But the writer is saying we are to take joy in that God is working in us, with us, in these circumstances. We aren't left alone. So we aren't crumbling and decaying and and just dying in the grave. But instead, these things are doing something. They're strengthening our faith and trust in Him. Oh, Lord. 
Won't you buy me a Mercedes oh, Benz? Oh, Lord. You know that song? I haven't heard Porsches, that song. And I must you don't know verse Amen. three, to, uh, verse two to that, do you? I do so. What is it? Oh, Lord. Won't you buy me a color TV? <laughs> Not that I can see, but <laughs> dialing four dollars. Is there a verse three? Actually, there is. Shall I sing it? Please. Oh, Lord. Won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm counting on you, Lord. Please don't let me down. Prove that you love me and buy the next round. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? <laughs> I haven't heard that song in eons. Why did that song come to your mind? Well, I would have thought that would have been... Elementary. It ain't. Why? Because it says at the end of verse four, so that you lack, so that you don't lack anything. No. <laughs> well, I don't want to lack anything. Cecilia, hmm? read verse 12, if you would, please. But, but. Read verse 12. We're not. Read we're not verse finished. 12. We have verses five. Read and, verse 12. He gives the orders. Not sure you'll listen, but. Please do this time. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. In verse 4, the lacking nothing is referring to faith, and it's ultimately crowned with the crown of life. And, and again, he refers to the trials of not having the Mercedes-Benz or the Porsches or the colored TVs. But instead, knowing that our God is with us all the way to the end. As I pause and think about these verses of James... One word for sure just jumps out at me, joy. Joy in the midst of, of suffering and hardship. And my mind moves over to another Bible verse that speaks about Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. By ourselves we cannot, never ever do we have strength. We will grow weary and lose heart. That's the comforting thing, though, is Jesus already accomplished it by his death and his resurrection. He's forgiven our sins, and he walks with us and helps us. He is not only our Savior from that terrible, terrible... Hell. ...that we lived in, but he also helps us even in our present struggles.
Well, Cecilia, I'm almost thinking before we jump into another whole topic with verse 5, maybe this is a good stopping point. Uh, Pastor Dave, uh, mm-hmm. I thought this Bible study was going to be just a five-week Bible study, but uh, uh, we've only gotten through verse 4, and uh, looks like we're going to be in this book for a while, ladies and gentlemen. It has a lot of good things to say, and maybe we'll move faster, maybe not. We'd like to hear from you. Do you want us to move faster or slower? Do you like the depth we're going into these things? Do you like longer podcasts, shorter podcasts? You can contact us at... Info... Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 at not dash alone dot net that's I-N-F-O at N-O-T dash A-L-O-N-E dot N-E-T woohoo until next time we we are are not alone. alone Credits. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz, originally performed by Janis Joplin, Laurel Jean, Journey Home, and What a Friend We Have in Jesus, from her album 88 Keys to the Kingdom, and our guitarist, Robert Vaughn.